One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. From Barangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Hello, hello. Welcome to the COB. All the stuff you need to know about the dis- <laughs> day <Disney>. in business <laughs> markets on the 15th of June. Absolutely. And, uh, well, not a bad performance today, was it, considering we had that really strong jobs data, which, you know, the market sort of wobbled a bit, but then recovered. It sure did. Um, We've got rate calls. It's one of our key themes. Uh, Rate calls galore. You know, the RBA is going to have to be more aggressive. The economy is still super hot, at least the jobs market is. We had a good conversation with Bjorn Jarvis, who's Mm -hmm. from the ABS, and he was pointing to record high participation rate, you know, the creation of full-time jobs, And hours worked as well. Yes, there was a little bit of an uptick in underemployment, but he said, you know, historically and comparatively speaking, it's still, still really so strong. strong. Yeah. yeah I wonder if that uptick in the market had to do with uh, further stimulus coming from China. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that because looking at the materials and energy stocks, they really didn't lead the market today, which is quite interesting. We seem to have more followed on from Wall Street's lead in terms of information, I should say NASDAQ's lead, information technology going for a bit of a run. Mm-hmm. And also, financials and interestingly enough real estate because uh, Charter Hall Long Whale REIT actually came out and um, downgraded some of their valuations. And but so why did we see the REITs higher? Because I think there's an expectation that a lot of them are trading so below their NAVs mm-hmm. that it more than takes into account the fall in the commercial property space prices. That was something I was reading today. Yeah. Well, I had lots of conversations just in keeping with the tech theme about, well, I had a great chat with Monique Katecha, who was joining us from InSync Funds Management. He gave me the AI stock that he's chosen oh, yes. to invest in. I know that NVIDIA is getting all of the attention, <laughs> but there are other exposures out there. But he did say, beware, you know, with every sort of mania, you do get some areas where you can see bubbles forming. So he's mm. still going for quality. You know, you can find these companies that make a lot of money. Mm that have good balance sheets. And um, so that's something that's up online now. And I also spoke with um, Jonathan Moorhead from mm-hmm. Maple Brown Abbott, who mm-hmm. gave me his pick for the AI theme in the Asian, in the emerging market. Oh, so, have to watch that yeah. one. Yeah, so there you go, our three themes, that hot jobs market, uh, the China stimulus, watching for rates here. And of course, we haven't mentioned, I can't believe we've gone this long without mentioning the Fed. Well, hasn't the Fed been mentioned till the cows come home? It seems as though uh, a lot of, interestingly enough, like, you know, data, well, data dependent, not data dependent, uh, you know, another 50 basis points. Another guest who I had on was sort of saying, you know, one month on, one month off, they're going to just keep on raising rates. I mean, look, clearly the market wasn't phased. 
That, yeah. that, that was the bottom line. The market sold off and then they came back and lo and behold, NASDAQ is off to the races yeah. again. So, you know, there's a lot of momentum there in those US markets. Had a good chat with uh, Daniel Solok from Capstream Capital today and he was very much calling this Powell's pause, not the Fed's pause. He thought it was incredible, even though we said that those dot plots were all over the place, mm. that there was no dissenters, yeah. which he said under any other Fed chair, you know, there would have been dissenters and right. likely, you know, potentially there might have been those yeah. because we have heard a lot of hawkishness coming mm. from the Fed. But mm. he reckons that uh, Powell's kept them all in line. That that interview is up online, osbiz.com.au. Shall we do a tour of these sectors that perform today? We were chatting about Infotech, there you go. WiseTech and Zero continuing to run there. Doesn't Block have earnings out this week, or maybe the some update strategy day? Yeah, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, and Computer Share obviously not rallying because we haven't seen a huge movement in um, yields. And uh, REITs are out there. We talked about the REITs. Yeah, like quite strong there. Goodman Group and Mervac. What's interesting is those U.S. housing stocks. The uh, housing developers doing really well, and I'm just wondering whether that theme that there's been such underbuilding mm-hmm. might start to catch hold in Australia, and maybe that's why we're seeing some strength in Mervac. I did notice that James Hardy did really well today. I think it's part and parcel of that Fed pause, and yeah. then yeah, there's still supply issues there as well. Even though you know nobody's really moving in the states because if you're locked in at such a low rate. Why would you choose now to mm. move, you know, when you've got to take on a much higher uh, mortgage rate at this stage? Uh, the banks did all right today, uh, all yep. in positive territory. Macquarie, very strong today. Very strong. I yeah. didn't notice that. No, I, I, I noticed, but I couldn't find a reason why. But yeah, interestingly that they're finding a little bit of love as well. Maybe it's higher for longer interest rates. And uh, healthcare. Interesting. Yes, but you know, I think it's really interesting. It's holding that $280 and lots of brokers came out with revised numbers that brought them down. But lo and behold, most of them still have really positive uh, price targets that are well above oh, yeah. this level. And they all have <laughs> so a think, buy. Yeah, I think City cut theirs from 350 to 340 And I thought, well, if you go by that, then I know it's a crude way of putting it. But this is a share sale today for CSL. And exactly. uh, Josh Barker from Macro Capital said that they're quite happy to be yeah, uh, buying a bit more CSL at these levels. And uh, yeah, I think in sympathy, we're seeing some of those healthcare names down. You mentioned energy. Energy was energy, not a performer. Yeah, not weak. Um, well, Whitehaven, uh, interestingly, a bit of a bit. Look, those China numbers, we had a really good chat um, with a guy, Andy Maynard from China Renaissance, and he gave a really good in-depth dive into what's going on in China and whether foreigners are going to start buying the Chinese market, which has been a huge mm-hmm. underperformer. So it might be worth checking out that because it clearly really has implications for Australia um, in energy and also iron ore miners. Yeah, um, so if we take a look at uh, what happened with the miners, they were, they were pretty positive today, sector-wide, yeah. although gold, uh, not so much. Um, okay, so that's a bit of a tour around the markets. Uh, let's get to some of the corporate stories. Look, a little quiet on the corporate front, but um, taking a look at these companies, we did have Retail Food Group. In fact, I spoke with the incoming CEO. So new CEO appointed, ended up by about 2%, even though it warned that sales are slowing in the second mm. half, they expect still tough trading conditions to continue, he said, for the foreseeable future. But uh, he's pretty juiced about the fact that you know they've reached a turning point. They're now going for growth, brand rejuvenation, all the rest of it. I also thought it was interesting to hear him say that labor is easing 
for them. Oh, that's good. Um, so after being just yeah. you know dismal yeah. in the wake of COVID, he said that they are you know getting a bit of relief mm. on that front. Yeah. Now Australian Ethical they actually had a trading update, very very positive. Their funds under management continuing to move higher in uh, the five months ending May, and uh, looks like that probably is a bit of an earnings upgrade that they came through with, and I think they've reached from of nine billion dollars. So uh, that stock Punchy. almost. Yeah, very, very punchy. So real turnaround there. And I think this was one of Claude Walker's uh, favorite stocks mm-hmm. a while back. And it has been sold down a lot. So investors probably enjoying that almost 13% pop today. Lavisa, I put on this list, um, I know that it's not technically corporate news, but we did have City trimming the price target to $16 from $25.75. So that's quite chunky. Um, downgrading it, as you say, to sell. So again, just saying that the pace of the store rollout could provide some offset to weaker underlying sales, but conscious of the risks, you know, that slight selection criteria might be somewhat less stringent. Staffing issues may impact margins. And again, just talking about that minimum wage decision. So it's just really interesting to see a broker turn on LaVisa, which is been a favorite. Absolutely. And DGL, that actually had a trading downgrade coming through. So we are in that touchy time uh, between, you know, report or ahead yeah, of, I say, of reporting season. We're in confession season. Mm-hmm. So this is something that, you know, investors really need to be aware of. And we're keeping our eye out for it each Absolutely. and every day. Coming thick and fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe a good segue given CSL's update. Yeah, into, right. uh, oh, that's not stock of the day. Sorry, we've got stock of the day first. It, it's IAG. So yesterday it held its strategy day. Um, look, a lot have been saying that the insurers are, you know, a way to to get a bit of defense in your portfolio, particularly as rates rise and they've got some pricing power. IAG was talking about some pretty punchy premium increases. Yeah, housing insurance yeah. is going to go through the roof. My I thought gosh. I would be doing my um, my job, calling around maybe, <laughs> yes. in, in, not saying I'm with IAG, but you know, gosh, got to got to look out for a deal. Anyways, it was the stock of the day. Let's listen to what our expert guests had to say. you're a short-term trader, you might want to take a guess on what the next six to 12 months might do. I'm a long-term investor. I don't try and play the short-term game. So if you ask me how likely is IAG to make money over the next five, seven, 10 years, given that volatile pricing market, I'm going to say I'm not entirely sure. I'm, I don't love the price at 17 times earnings, though, even if they do manage to get slightly higher profits. Again, unless you're trying to trade that through as a long-term investor, I'd want a cheaper price. Uh, I, I don't think I'd probably run out to sell them. If you own them, a 2.6% dividend yield, you're probably a, a more conservative investor. Maybe you like the income, maybe you're a diversified dividend stream. If that's the case, I, I wouldn't necessarily say you should rush out and sell the shares, particularly if short-term profits are going to be better, uh, but I wouldn't be buying either. Probably a, a solid hold for me. Longer term, it's been a poor investment, but if you've managed to get it in those 12 months, you've been in the sweet spot. Uh, and I think these share, the share price can continue trending higher, but I think you know we've seen the better part of the gains. Um, and as Scott mentioned, it's not cheap anymore. So I think as a hold, I think you could continue on and, and see a little bit more upside, but buying it at this point is a bit risky. I do believe competition can increase down the track. Um, and look, with insurers, I've never been involved with insurers because they're always one natural disaster away from you know, having an issue. So. <laughs> Um, look, I think with those risks, yeah, the price doesn't factor in those those potential risks. So, look, happy to hold, but buying yep. up buying up here is a bit bit risky. 
Let's get straight to our feature guest, Fraser McLeod, who's joining us from Shaw and Partners. Fraser, good afternoon. Look, CSL, is this a bit of a bargain right now? Oh, look, I think it probably is. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I, I think the, the question to ask is, uh, you know, is CSL still the natural home for growth investors, investors within the, the healthcare sector? And the, the answer is probably yes. Um, there's a few things that uh, you can forgive uh, CSL for yesterday. Um, obviously, big dramatic move yesterday. It's down again today. Um, in order for the uh, for CSL to claw back to its recent high, then we would really need about a 12% price move. So it's it's had a fair decline already. What you can forgive, however, is that um, uh, a lot of the, um, the, the short-term problems that they flagged were foreign exchange. Um, a lot of the costs for CSL uh, by its very nature is in US dollars and, uh, and much of the revenue, probably about 40% of the main stream core product is uh, is not in US dollars so that hurt um the um the, the upside always with CSL is well, what have they got for the future and um and they'll never tell you exactly because they can't but uh, we do know there are some some key um incredible drugs on the horizon potentially um, there's a few catalyst points over the course of the next 12 months and once they start talking about how they're going to commercialize these drugs and, uh, and what the margins could be in them, uh, that's really going to be key uh, so that investors can get their uh, get their confidence back. But um, um, time to write off CSL, certainly not. Um, everyone had a bit of a heart, heart flutter yesterday, and um, but no, no, take an aspirin and, uh, and buy the stock most probably. I love that. Take an aspirin and uh, buy the stock. Excellent. In terms of ResMed, Fraser, what's been going on? Because that whole thing about them picking up market share from Philips with all the problems that Philips have been having, is that continuing? Mm. It is, yeah, it's working. So ResMed's been a, a core portfolio stock from us that we added um, uh, around about 12 months ago. And uh, so the, the, just to recap, the, there was a, a disastrous uh, impact on uh, Philips, who were pretty much the, um, between uh, CSL and Philips, they had uh, the, the market for sleep apnea products, uh, those masks that blow air uh, through your uh, through your windpipe as you're sleeping and, uh, and uh, allow people a bit of relief um, from sleep apnea. Um, the uh, Philips product, um, had some terrible problems. They didn't perhaps uh, quite fess up as soon as they should have done, and uh, and uh, they'll be in for some for some big penalties, some big regulator first, um, restrictions into the future. And it's really opened up the the market for ResMed. Um, so uh, they are seeing the benefit. Uh, they're also seeing the benefit just simply from the fact that uh, there's there's huge tailwinds there. So aging population, a lot more diagnosis of sleep apnea really plays into their hands. And um, uh, so certainly you know only probably only better better things to come. Uh, there's no easy solution for, for Philips in order to return to the market. All right, um, let's talk blue sky, shall we? Um, we had a big upset last week with Paladin when it came to Namibia. Mm. The share price has gained uh, all of its lost ground, I do believe, and when it said that it was likely to be unaffected by any changes there. But I know you've been a long-term believer in uranium, Fraser. Sure. Um, stay okay, to play. I, yeah. Stay to play now. Uh, so yeah, a couple of weeks, two weeks ago, um, almost to the day that um, the 
was the story going around markets and uh, Paladin, uh, which is, has uh, owned 75% of the Langer Heinrich mine in Namibia. There was a, a, a small political story which, which mushroomed suddenly, uh, panicked the market, and uh, suddenly Paladin was down 20%. Everyone thought that uh, the Paladin was going to be nationalized, and, uh, and really the market was in full panic mode for, for a few hours. Um, it settled. Uh, the, the story really was diluted down in reality. It, was, uh, it wasn't anything to worry about. Even the Namibian government had to come out and say, look, uh, we're, we're not intending to nationalize anything quite now, uh, quite at this point. Um, in fact, we probably won't in the future. There's no change in the laws. We don't have some uh, executive uh, decision that we're suddenly going to make. And uh, so market calmed. But all the time that this was happening, of course, the, the uranium price in terms of the spot price and demand keeps increasing. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Paladin's worth more than it was two weeks ago um, before the fall. Um, we've seen a 40% rise in Paladin over the course of the last two weeks. Uh, we've seen a 40% rise in Bannerman over the course of the last two weeks, which is the other big uh, Namibian player uh, listed on our market. And even, you know, Boss Energy that doesn't have uh, their miners here in South Australia, you know, even even their stock is up about 20% from two weeks ago as well. So the, the story there is one that uh, that is uh, one of our certainty. And the certainty comes around by uh, demand is, is certainly uh, becoming higher. And the, the uncertainty is that no one knows where the supply is going to come from. So we are reaching a crunch point. Uh, these stocks could go a lot higher. Wow, there we go. Now let's move to travel and hello world. I was just having a look. Shore and Partners was saying there's a potential for an upgrade in terms of earnings a couple of weeks back on that stock. Mm. Is that mm. one that you still like, Fraser? It is. Look, it's been a great trading stock for us uh, over the course of the last year. And, uh, you know, the, the stock can move. Um, so uh, Travel World um, is uh, maybe a name that uh, that people would remember because it's only been around for a little while. Um, so uh, in that it's a, it was an amalgamation of um, uh, Jet Set, Travel World and uh, and Harvey World Travel, um, who, uh, who created Hello World, um, uh, code HLO. And uh, Hello World previously to uh, prior to COVID was a $6 stock. Very quickly went to a $1 stock. Um, then, you know, uh, after after COVID and after demand came on board again, um, then was traveling up at $3. Um, in recent times, even back in January, it was trading at back at $1.50. Uh, but um, the, what is certainly clear is demand for travel is uh, is almost for, for some sections of our economy. Well, it's not discretionary at all. It's almost an essential. And um, so if it, it comes down to this. Um, for the customers, of um of hello world um those customers are are, are not turning off demand uh, they, they're not price sensitive in fact really quite the opposite so those who can afford to fly especially for international trips and more luxurious trips um then they're going to fly and um on a, a recent poll uh, just last month uh, for the airline industries um uh, worldwide 77 percent of people say we're going to travel more over the course of the next year than we did over the course of the last year. And almost no one is saying that they're going to travel less. Um, so we're almost back up at, um, at uh, levels of travel globally for airlines um, of passenger numbers that we were prior to COVID, which is incredible. Um, prior to COVID, we were at 4.5 billion travelers. We're currently around 4.35, so we're almost mm. there. Um, we are seeing earnings upgrades in certain areas of uh, of travel, especially around premium travel. And uh, you know, yeah, absolutely, a company like uh, like Hello World is um, as a travel agency is is trading on a quite a, really still quite a big discount to its peer group. Um, so you know, it's a better company than corporate travel. It's um, for for 
um, listed entities like Webjet or Flight Center. It's trading around about a 30% discount to them. So we like them a lot. Fraser, it's been a pleasure to have you join us to wrap this session and give us some of your thoughts as well on specific stocks. Thank you. Good old. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to some of those leaders and laggards. I always like doing this, Danny. It just gives us some perspective on, you know, how much of the, the flow is news-driven and how much of it is related to sentiment or some of the broader, Absolutely. you know, narratives that are out there. Let's bring them up on screen, please. And we've got coal. I've got to look into why we're seeing why? coal. Why coal movies? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, because that's New Hope. That's Horizon that ships coal. Absolutely. That's Coronado. Um, Fortescue Metals there up 3%. So Maybe look, I think it is China stimulus. stimulus. Yeah. I just can't see why it wouldn't be. Yep. Uh, because not only that, but don't forget that we've got uh, major sort of authority meeting, Plibitro, oh, I just lost the word. Uh, that happens in July. Anyways, <laughs> it's um, when they set a lot of their economic um, you know, agenda. Oh, goals for the And year so yeah. uh, that is another time that we could potentially see more stimulus rolled out. We've also got a PBOC meeting that comes on June 20th, so that's next week. So, oh, yeah, softly, softly for stimulus so far. But whether or not we see more significant stimulus come, uh, you know, because this reopening in China is not going as it should. And there's our stock of the day there on the screen. IAG, IAG. yeah, up, up, yeah, over 4%. That's a pretty so punchy that's percentage points gains. They yeah. are. They're very punchy indeed. What I think is quite interesting is that uh, mineral resources is not uh, following the likes of Fortescue up. So I think that's actually quite interesting. But uh, shall we have a look at the laggards? Yeah, let's do that and see what was holding this market back Imogene, Imogene another yeah. day another exactly. um, Linus I do know that there was a downgrade I think from UBS I was having a look at that earlier and uh, maybe some profit taking coming into that stock with some of the uh, well what do you call them the NDR or those uh, you know critical minerals that they produce um, the pricing coming mm -hmm. down there so a bit of a profit taking there on that one I noticed right when we sort of got on air this morning if you look at Pilbara that the lithium yeah, miners stops. were all really sort of underwater as yeah. were the gold miners today yep. um i don't know I don't, I don't remember reading any news associated no. with it but it's something to keep in mind so yeah imogene down by seven percent in the small to medium cap space this is where we've got a few stories happening as well that we can follow there's aussie ethical yes uh, we don't always talk about aussie ethical but it's no. worth it when it's up by 13 percent legacy iron ore boy i'm not familiar with no. that company mind you when you're two cents you probably that's probably this a good true. reason why you are <laughs> yeah. familiar with it there's some 44 percent yeah. Uh, yeah it was just ticking yeah it uh, yeah it's got a joint venture so the hancock has actually oh, okay hancock oh. prospecting executing a Lithium earn in and joint venture the, with the company. Uh, no, no? I believe, no, it would be WA, wouldn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it, uh, Hancock has committed four million. So that's on oh, Gina Reinhardt. Oh, right. Uh, flipping the page, and I can see a DGL will be on here most likely. Yeah, down yeah. by eighteen oh, percent. And Appen. I'll be speaking again. with the CEO of DGL in the small caps tomorrow, so we'll find out what's going on there and uh, when they're going to be able to turn that ship around. And EBR Systems is off by eight percent. So there's a little look in to what moved this market today. Tonight, central bank action is not it's over. It's CB, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're on the move potentially, which I think well, there's what the expectation is, yeah. isn't it? That yeah. they are going to raise. Had a good chat with uh, Tim Baker today from Deutsche Bank. If you want to listen to that, it's up online. But yeah, he said there's not a lot of ambiguity about what the ECB will do. And we also get a bit of data 
out of the U.S. as well. Retail、um, sales, yeah. Yeah, and initial jobless claims. So they were starting to show last、mm. week signs of ticking,、um, yeah, ticking higher. So、yeah. we'll see what happens this week. And then the Bank of、uh, Japan is the next central oh, bank. Oh gosh, yeah, what a week, isn't、tomorrow. it? And、uh, yes, gosh, what else have we got? U.S. consumer confidence, but that's later on in the week, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the University of Michigan one, so that's、oh, Friday.、Okay. Yeah,、right. and then tomorrow, I think you'll be speaking with the CEO of Absolutely. AGL Energy. Absolutely, yeah, that's very exciting. I'm looking forward to that. I think they're rolling out a whole lot of charges, aren't they? They are. I think they did、yeah. a deal with BP, and I、yes. was、um, chatting with my father this morning in Canada, and he's just bought an EV, and I thought,、oh, you know what? If an eighty-year-old、cool. man can call me proud to、yeah. buy his first EV, I thought that's that's a sign of the times, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's super cool. And he's、uh, he's very proud because you get a, a license plate with green letters.、Oh, so he said, "All my、cute. neighbors will know." What, what did he buy? <laughs> it was.、Uh, I don't think we have them here. It was some sort of a Nissan. And、oh, I can't remember.、Okay. Yeah, they've got so leaf. We, we have、it、the、was. leaf. Yeah, we've got the leaf. Do we hear? Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're little, they're little. They're little ones, and they're really affordable. Yeah, well,、mm. that explains why my dad got one. <laughs> Second car to toot around in. So, yeah. Anyways, that's just a little anecdote there.、Um, how do we get onto that AGL? Right. Yes. Speaking with AGL. The CFO tomorrow. tomorrow afternoon. So really looking forward to that conversation. All right, we've got to sleep to get through before now and then, <laughs> and、uh, yeah, the ECB as well. So we look forward to seeing you. We'll be on bright and early tomorrow morning. Have a good night. Have a good night. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with zero dollars commission. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code Acast for twenty percent off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.